Welcome to Hoover the Sun, Season 6, Episode 24, where we watch Selling Tampa, Season 1, Episode 1, and it's where I make my craft, making podcasts. I'm Chris Lorenz. This podcast is not a dating event. This is Brian. I'm living in a city that has all professional sport teams. This is Noah. And joining us for the first time, uh, Christina, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, so each week we watch a different reality show, discuss it in minute detail, discuss, figure out if it's good or bad. And uh, before we get into this week's show, let's uh, discuss last week's show. So last week we had a Twitter poll uh, on Twitter, and I'm looking it up right now, but I believe we had a top third show consensus uh, 90, 88.9% top third for our show Candified on Hulu. Uh, that does not bode with what our ratings were last week. Uh, so audience has spoken. Uh, so if you want to get in on what you think this is a top, middle, bottom third show, go to Twitter at on and vote for this week's show next week. Noah, what show did we watch this week? This week, we watched Selling Tampa. Agents mix business with pleasure as they rule the luxury waterfront real estate market and all-female, black-owned agency in Tampa, Florida. That is Selling Tampa on Netflix. Uh, thank you, Noah. Uh, so this is a show we've already done, Selling Sunset. This, is this the same? This is the same show, correct? Right? Definitely, no, yeah. You know what we have on the books calling that you calling that a top third show. It's in yeah. The- yeah. Uh, I think the format is pretty good. Um, right. Like you get a peek into this luxury, luxury real estate. Um, I think after the fact, as I did more digging, I realized this is more stage reality than true reality. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's for something to come. Uh, and Christina, you a lot of experience with selling sunset as well correct yes big fan big fan so we got we got some fans of selling sunset here some previous fans some not uh i did not like selling sunset uh but this show essentially is looking at a group of realtors at a company and we follow them to go through some houses we do an event and it's just kind of like a mix of housing show and a real house show kind of what the show is uh so this show is centered around shirelle she owns a real estate business allure realty uh it was founded to do this reality show it seems (laughs) (laughs) that was a shocking moment for me it's one year old yeah it's one year old her she does a speech at the end we're like they said i don't last six months and it's been here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. I, mean, I, I guess that's an accomplishment. You think that really was the case? Like, it's not uh, absurd. Uh, I, I mean, if you don't have... Okay, let's look at this one. So there's Sherelle, and there's like eight other realtors at this company. Like, I, I just don't know how you'd hire eight people if you only had a six-month runway. Like, well, how many houses? You're selling million-dollar houses. Million dollar houses, like you, you don't have to sell that many. 
I did a little research. I found that she became a realtor in 2017. So she's had a few years to maybe get people to go with her and join her actual um, brokerage. It definitely seems like a if you're starting your own brokerage, it's not the first realtor thing you do. That would be weird. No? Yep. No, I think that would be like unnecessarily risky because you could go learn the ropes. Yeah, from uh, Sherelle. She'll teach you the ropes. Then you can start selling Miami as your own like brokerage firm. Well, I hate to burst your bubble. Um, There's an Allure Realty in Miami as well. Oh. (laughs) There's two branches. So so they're... this is just the Tampa branch, and there's a Miami branch? Or is there a Selling Miami coming up soon? Uh, let's see. So their first Instagram post on Selling My on uh, Realty Miami was August 5th. <laughs> so it might not be that far away, but it's the same thing. It's uh, all black women serving uh, Miami market. Wait, was it? Was it Sherelle whose boyfriend was in Miami? Maybe one of them finally moved. Uh, no, Sherelle's dating Chad Ochocin. Yeah, uh, I believe the Miami one. What her name was? Tanel. I don't know. We'll get or Joanna or something. I'll, I'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, uh, so it's kind of uh, they kind of tee this off the same way Selling Sunset did. Where they talked about, we have this big house, we've got to sell it. We sell this big house. And the whole season was them selling this big house. Uh, this one moved a little bit quicker, so they had this big house. It's an 8.5, for 8.5 million is what they're going, it's selling for. It's a seven bed, six bathroom, 9,000 square feet, 400 foot waterfront, 4.5 acre house. Don't forget it, the fancy tree house. There's a treehouse, there's a pool, there's a hot tub. There's pretty much anything you probably want and more probably in this house. It's it's pretty ostentatious. That's anyway. That's ostentatious? Yeah, that's probably the word I'm looking for. Uh, uh, maybe uh, ostentatious means um, like you're very apparent, very visible. So like wearing a big like chain necklace would be ostentatious. I mean, when you have a 9,000 square foot house, is that not... Does it need to have, like, a clown in the front to be ostentatious? Is that what you're saying? Uh, it, it would depend. Like, I, I think if you got that house and then when you walk in, there's, like, a gold statue and it says, like, a little sign, this is a gold statue that costs $2 million. That would be no, right. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, they're trying to sell this house, so they have a big event. The event happens in this episode uh, where they have 27 guests. Everyone comes in cocktail attire, which there's a lot of weird like bits going on in this show. That's the only way I could say it is like they have a meeting about this event. And they're like literally somebody reads out the definition of cocktail attire. And it's very awkward and very boring. And I don't understand this. It was such good shade, though. Like, the boss of this company is just like, look, I can't trust all you all dressed right. I've seen you come in this club attire. 
I need to stop this right now. It's true. They did throw shade at somebody for no club attire, somebody for no date attire, which I'm very confused. I'm very confused on like what the difference between like cocktail hour is versus date attire versus club attire. Because I feel like all these women could have shown up the club in those outfits, except for the ugly dress. But am I wrong? They could have, but you can go. I mean, obviously you could be fancier. I was confused why they didn't go with business attire. It seemed like sexy business attire would kind of be the correct um, level. But cocktail seemed seemed like they could go too far, too trashy, which I think was what they were trying to avoid. They were trying to avoid too trashy. That's what you were saying. Like, we don't want the boobs, the boobs out there. They want like some some business going on. But then the HR glamma came in the flower curtain dress. Oh, she looked terrible. No, Christina, I, would you buy, would I thought you, it was terrible. Would you buy that dress, Christina? No. Would you throw shade at somebody that wore that dress? Probably yes. Okay, just just come. Somebody did throw shade at that person at the party, so we're not the only ones. Now, Noah, do you think that she was she did that on purpose for the show, or do you think that's her actual style? Mm, I, I think it's a bit of both. So I, I've been a little bit in the corner going through like all the employees and um, their their CMO trying to piece together the puzzle that is a lore re- realty. Um, to your question, I think it's a bit of both. I think these are who they are, but I just to bring it back a page. I I, I think you're right, Chris. I think they made this agency for Netflix. <laughs> uh, I think you're right. Wait, so like, is Netflix just trying to do a hustle right now, where like they're selling these like multi million dollar homes and then get like do a small a cut? cut? <laughs> like, they're definitely getting a cut. <laughs> Like, if you can sell it, then all of a sudden this production paid for itself. That is a huge win for Netflix. I think so. Like, I'm going really into it. And so, um, you, do you want to finish up the segment on the dressing? Because I'm like, uh, I mean, there's only one other minutiae I wanted to bring up. But I think we'll bring it up when we talk about the people. So, at this event, whatever happened, go, go ahead. Okay, so well, one thing that was interesting, they haven't introduced this character yet. Uh, it's this guy named G- G- Gabriel Antonio. Um, he's a CMO of Allure Realty, who's actually in some shots. Shockingly, they didn't introduce him. Um, also weird, he's a CMO of Allure, uh, not a black female. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Cla- classic bankrolling the minority business. That's why uh, he was not in the shot. <laughs> that's why he's not in the show. Yeah. The show is about the black women running this business. It's not about the white people that prop this business up. To be fair, Gabriel Antonio uh, seems to be a Spanish gay guy. Uh, so he's not a white cis straight male. Okay. Uh, my, my whiteness is probably coming through. <laughs> anyway, um, the reason why this matters Gabriel has built a career prior to this as being a social media in, in, in influencer. And like, he clearly knows how to set up 
something to proliferate in the current age. From what I can tell, the Allure Instagram handle started in March as well. When did they? Sh- when could they have shot this show? It wasn't in the summer because it's sweltering in Florida in the the summer, and I doubt they shot it like a month ago. And so the only thing that leads you to is spring. I mean, I'm telling you, like, I'm not surprised at all that a social media influencer is kind of like the like involved in this whole thing. If you're a realtor trying to sell fancy homes anywhere, I think being a social media influencer will help you in any number of ways. And if you're a social media influencer, this is another way to take it to the next level. Like, oh, I get paid like, I don't know, like 10 grand to hot this product, but I can make a hundred, 270K like selling this house or like a percentage of somebody else selling that house by like, doing the social media for them, you know? This is genius. It's the next level. It's not even that. It's what this guy and uh, Sherelle realized is the niches of reality TV. You just got to spin up the business for Netflix to film and like literally build it so it fits in their formula. This is remarkable. All right, no, take notes. We can start this. They are genius. We're going to be the the cis male tech guys selling million dollar houses in Seattle. Can I just get out of this immediately? Like <laughs> we're why? doing, we're going to do selling Seattle. Are, are you not oh, trying to get selling paid, my Brian? soul? <laughs> Brian, you don't want to get paid. You don't want to be at this gala event. I definitely do, but you I can, want to be on the opposite end of this. So <laughs> you want to be giving up the six point five million dollar house? That's what you want to be. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, you you keep cornering. Let's let's bring it back. Let's talk about all the people in the show. Actually, before we do that, talk about the intro to the show. Is like a lot of these women just talking and like they're talking about this event, and I was just like, who are these people? I I didn't understand the introduction to the show. Right. Yeah, they they really rolled into it, and it was a little like hard to keep up. And I kind of liked it because it was the only reason I really couldn't keep up and even cared was I was taking notes for this podcast. But then in the end, like I figured all this information anyway, like, oh, how, what commission are they getting on the house? Didn't need to write that down. Uh, how big is the house? Didn't need to write that down. Like, and then their history is just, yeah. I, I just like, I find it hard to, to care when I don't know their names. Like you do, they just like were talking and they didn't even go to who, what their names were. Well, they put their name up, but only the first time. So it was very hard to keep track because I can't remember it that quickly. This is also where having closed captions was very helpful because oh. I was religiously watching them. I'm like, okay, is it going to give me a signal when they're talking? And it did. And it really helped. Yeah. If good closed captioning with uh, names were definitely helped. For sure. It, it wasn't perfect, granted. Like, it didn't do it all the time, but when it did it, it was good. All right. Let's, let's get a little deeper on the, the, the people on the show. I was going to say hosts or contestants, but they're not either of those things. So, anyway, let's talk about Sherelle. She's dating Chad Ochocinco. Uh, she has three kids. She's the owner of this uh, business, I guess. And... Yeah. Um, well, she like they made it clear that she is the broker. 
So it seems like it's like a special designation compared to just being a real estate agent. Uh, and then her mom's house burned down hmm. during filming of the show, and she didn't go back to her family. She just stayed into this gala event. I keep calling it a gala event, but they did not call it that. Just as an FYI. Anyway, I thought she should have went back to her mom. I I, I, don't, I don't understand the priorities. Anyone else? Um, it's unclear where the mom lives. She said in the middle of nowhere. So, I don't know if that means Florida, middle of nowhere, or, you know, Oklahoma, middle of nowhere. Right. I think that, like, before, like, going in quick, it's like, well, maybe she just lives, like, 20 minutes away. We we don't know. (laughs) I was confused why they included it if she decided not to go back. So my thought was that it was intentional to make her look more committed to her career and to be more of a badass in the workforce. Because mm. otherwise, why include it? Right. It definitely has like a, you know, drama for the show kind of aspect to it. But there's definitely some scenes in here where it's like, oh, I really believe that her mom's house burned, like burned down. So unless she's like a good actor, uh, I I don't know. It seemed it, it seemed real. The only thing that was odd, they did these close ups of the phone. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed that, like when she's like showing the homes. Um, but they found it to be odd because the time on the phone was seven forty nine when she's going through the photos, and like the kid was doing homework. So it's like, is a kid doing homework like? After dinner, he's probably getting ready for bed. <laughs> and so I was like, there's something a little inauthentic about that. But I think they had to do that like on B-roll and then splice in the, in the shot, which makes me un- uncertain on the time of events. I mean, they're definitely recording that at a separate time. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, though, would go into this freaking time situation, which is wild. Oh, I just they made it apparent. They made it apparent. <laughs> Yeah. I know they could have blurred it out or not showed it. I agree. But okay, like I gotta go back. I want to go back to this just to see where it is because, like, on a clock on a phone, it's just in the top right corner. Like, I'm not paying attention. I'm paying attention to the pictures being shown to me. Uh, it is a very pertinent detail. Uh, very, very pertinent. Very pertinent. All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Noah, for your internet quarter there. Uh, oh, that was it. No, that, oh, that was for like. Your- for your eyes, key, on a, eyes on the prize. Your keen yeah. observations. Can I also uh, say the internet cornering is like really deep right now? Like doing it from A, you haven't been on here for and B, like we're doing it remote so that you have access to a computer like right there and you're just going look, ham. Like you're in the matrix right now. Look, oh, if yeah. a laptop would help you internet corner when we're in person, there's a laptop available for you to internet corner. Just, yeah, just letting you know. You definitely uh, feel empowered. Uh, at this moment. <laughs> Alright, so that's all about her. I don't know if there's anything else to say. We'll get into other things, probably. Let's talk about the next woman we meet is Colony. Uh, she's trying to sell a house for $6.5 million. Uh, five bed, 5.5 baths, 12,000 square feet. Uh, we get to see her show a client around, Cho, uh, and there's kind of like this weird 
flirting, flirtation going on with Cho and her. Mm-hmm. And this might be the segment that felt the most made up because that house looked like a, a regular house. Like people are living there. Like it was cleaned up, of course, but like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's not necessarily available to be sold. She even said it's not available to be sold right now. So it's like, does this house come back? Like, do they actually sell this house? The, the problem with the show, this categorizes the problem I have with the show is like, do I have any faith in them that they're actually selling these houses and what they're telling me is true? And then do I care that they sell these houses? Is where my, is where my mind goes down. And then do I care to like watch the show? Why am I watching it to see these fun houses? Like, I could see that, I guess. You're just kind of rambling on about this stupid house and whether you're selling it or not. I mean, it was a nice house, and it get, it, I think what it did a good job was getting into the level of homes they are selling. Uh, but, you know, from Selling Sunset, we saw that a lot of their clients were fake, um, right? They didn't actually have the money to purchase the homes that they were looking at. And so I have my doubts about Cho. Like, does Cho really got the cash to get this place? Um, I tried finding him on the internet, but Cho in Tampa only brings up uh, an Asian doctor. Um, Man, you're you're doing us proud. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to stereotype anyone, but he's from Cameroon. So it it's, you know, if you move from Cameroon to the U.S., you probably have a decent amount of money. It's not like... A, that's not an easy transition to make. So it's not out of this world that he could afford a $6.5 million house, but I think it would be an unusual thing. So Yeah, um, totally don't know. I mean, I'm looking up where Cameroon actually is. It's uh, in the <laughs> western part of Africa. How'd you know that? Because my friend went did the Peace Corps in Cameroon. So uh, I'll just like... I know where Cameroon is. Like, uh, Africa, yes, but like, man, bonus points for knowing just like even... I could point out. it to you on the map. Wow, you passed the John Oliver test. Like, I know where Cameroon is. Impressive. Uh, many other African nations I cannot. So mm. don't risk me. Okay, alright, I'll, I'll go return that board game. <laughs> uh, to, to me, the style of that house, though, did not match his personality which seems or his lifestyle which seemed to be bachelor it very much felt like a family house yeah and that was his yeah that was his feedback it was like man i'm gonna buy this then the wife i get she's gonna be like what's up with this house right so he needs more of like a tra- transition house that he can like upgrade later on rather than like no you gotta find the wife to fit the house yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I, I agree with you that, like, it would be weird for a bachelor to buy a five-bedroom, five-and-a-half-bath place in the middle of Tampa versus, like, a condo in the middle of downtown Tampa or downtown Miami. Like, that seems like probably where you want to be. So, yeah, that's also another hit against this, like, house and this client, I guess. Um, yeah, but he seems like a good guy. Um, I just wish they did more backstory on him. Right? Like, I feel like when you're going to buy like a nine million dollar place or six million, whatever, it's like, how, how you got this money? He's not getting it. Like, it just doesn't matter. Well, you already talked. You already said the clients are fake, and I hundred percent think this clients. 
Like, there's no... I want to believe, Chris. I want to believe. Yeah, I mean, while you're watching the show, it's hard. Like, we're sitting here analyzing the show for 25 minutes already. Like, we are deep. We are deep in the, is this real or not? And I, I think we all... But while watching it, I didn't really think about it or care that much because we're moving. Like, we also need to introduce all these people. Like, we haven't even introduced all the women yet. To introduce this random client seems weird. No, mm-hmm. um, I mean I don't think he's a random client. He's no, like the first I just mean be. like deep dive into this guy. I'm like, oh. yeah. Anyway, speaking of you know from Cameroon, we have Annie Sophie. She's from uh, I forget exactly what she said, but she also speaks French. Uh, she went to this house. Also, very weird. Definitely up. set up for this show. Yeah. Uh, but she, she has some couple funny lines throughout the show. She was like, well, if I got 3% commission on this $8.5 million house, I'd get 270 k And that's some vacation money. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Well, no, no. You missed, I, I think we missed the underlying premise. That's now money to get on below deck. Once you're on below deck... You know, <laughs> you just keep going. Just keep the keep the ball rolling. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I, I it's just a it's just a weird comment to say that you got to come for money if you, if any way you think a six figure six figure value of money is good for vacation money. Like, it's great. That's like house. It's like, and that's what everyone would say. Anyone I think would say that, but vacation money is very weird. I mean. For us, we're not, we're not we're not living that Allura lifestyle. Is there an Allura lifestyle? Are they going to make it a year? Um, I mean, Sherelle seems pretty impressive, right? Like she's in the military for ten years. She comes out. Well, you well, didn't say that. Where did that come from? They said on the show a couple times, and then she has it on her LinkedIn, also. You know, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, you know, so she she does that. Um, she starts this firm. Unclear. She starts it a year ago, or she's been in the business for since 2017. Like, I can't find that specific detail, but like, she's she's doing well. You know, um, her net worth is expected to be around seven million. Like, she's and she's 34. She she's killing it. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get back to uh, and and Sophie. And Did you so, look her up on the socials? Um, not yet. Um, not yet. Okay. All right. Well, she has the she's she hasn't she doesn't have the vacation money, so we'll see if she earns it. Uh, so she shows up and flirts with Cho, and they talk French. And then there was this great side, like her confessional about her like dating requirements because her and uh, Colony are single. So there's like. A lot of conversations about this. She's like height number one. Number first, she needs a tall boo. Is a quote from her, and then she's like attractiveness, and then rich. So she's got a lot of requirements here. Uh, Brian, what do you think about these requirements? Seem like not out of place for clientele. Like when you're like this, this lifestyle level, I guess is the best way to put it. 
that's just it. You're going to try to match with it. Match the energy of what you're trying to sell. So if you're selling million-dollar homes, you can't be with their schlub. I believe the correct term is scrub. <laughs> ain't no scrubs. Is this where we splice in ain't no scrubs? No, Chris, we can't pay for that. Don't do it. <laughs> we got content denied. All right. Uh, there's also a weird conversation about kind of colony insinuating that Cho had a, a big uh, thing in his pants. And did I, is I the only one that got that? I missed that. I missed that. I missed that too. I think you're making quick. it up now. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to go to the tape. We know what Chris was thinking though. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just telling you what I, what they, what they were talking about. I don't know. They had like no. wink winks of like, how do you know? Like you just said, you had a lunch conversation, with that guy. and I was like, "What else yeah. could you be talking about?" I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but they. But what are they talking about there? Huh? Uh, I don't know. Yankees. All right, and she also has another funny line later where, like, they're picking out an outfit. You know, like, we're closing deals in heels. Very good, uh, Ryan. A couple there. Like, I like when she referred to herself and Colony as the nieces and all the other women as the aunties because they were old. That was pretty good, and they're probably not wrong. But you said that Walter uh, Nimes only thirty four. That's not very old. Yeah. Do we know how old Anne, Sophie, and Colony are? Yeah. So Anne Sophie is twenty seven. Um, Colony, I need to look up, but I'm sure that's pretty similar all right uh those are the we met the nieces let's meet the aunties we uh meet tenille is that how she pronounced her name yeah uh, you, she wears what you were getting that's better than like some of the other names so yeah i'm really bad at names by the way so that's why i asked if that's right or not yeah uh she wears a pina colada with a rum floater a, that's a solid drink that's that's a drink you should be wearing. At lunchtime. <laughs> With HR present. <laughs> Wait, which person was HR again? I, we'll get to HR next. Okay. Uh, uh, so this is where my where my uh, quip came from earlier on. She said that she likes this long distance relationship she's in because she can focus on her craft, making money. I uh, thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that's the way we should all be doing it. Uh, sh- there's a weird conversation about proposal going on. She didn't want to be proposed to. And this was like lavish and like a big rock is what I gathered. Yeah. she. Well, at the minimum, it needs to be like a big pose. Right. But if the rock was big enough, she would maybe consider a, a so-so proposal. That's still uh, wild. Why would you focus on just the proposal, not like the party? What party? It, the wedding. I mean, the proposal isn't a party. No, but like, she wants it to be some big event. I, I do agree with you that it is weird to say no based on the proposal itself. Yeah. Right? I mean, she just oh. didn't seem that into the guy. They've been dating five years. She right. sees him every two weeks. Yeah. And she's like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, she was not pushing to move that forward. So, like, sure, she might say yes if she's wowed, but it certainly didn't seem like 
she was uh, too into it. But Christina, why would it make a difference if you're not into it that he has a giant proposal? Does that certainly make, does that change you to make it into it? Like, that's, that's my I, question. I, I don't know. I was confused by her whole uh, approach there. Maybe that was a pina colada topping. Something fun to do, maybe. Yeah, I, I like it in the show. Very specific order. Uh, I, I don't know if this was product placement or not. Um, so, right there, getting cocktails. It says, I'll have a pina colada with a Captain Morgan Slaughter. Do we think this is a product placement or real order? No, I, th- I think that this is a power play. Like, you wouldn't just get, like, just a rum floater. It's like, hey, I want, like, something that's more up there. But it's not like it's high-end rum. Yeah, it's not. Like- <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> but just, I'm sure that's my But she's not drinking. Drink. She's not drinking well rum. Like, let's be clear. I mean, if she's going to places where Cap- like Captain Morgan's not the well rum or like equivalent, like, what's she doing? You got to go to the right places. You can't go to like college bars where the well rum is like five dollars a hand. Like, let's let's put this in the scene, right? Like, everything they do in the show is about how they're living the lux life. Right, they they show the Mercedes that they're driving constantly, the designer purses, the designer earrings. In this situation, I think you would tee it up like, "Hey, what's the fancy rum you have? Cool, I'm going to order that when you come in." Mm-mm, that's not the case. <laughs> she goes, "Captain Morgan." <laughs> I just, I just love the analyzation about this. <laughs> it's just like, why Captain Morgan? Why not? You know. Patron or not Patron? I don't even know what a high-end whiskey would be. Or uh, whiskey. Um, yeah, so I mean, it depends what the bar has. Like that's not actually also the I- issue at rum. There's a, an open in the marketplace to like really go high-end. General higher-end rum, you think of a cru- cruzan, cruzan, C R U Z A N. But it, it actually is an open spot. Um, there you go. No, here we are. We're making business ideas right now. High end rum. Here we go. It's it's definitely open. We need we need a social media influencer. We just need to make some high end rum. I'll call my mom in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should sh- you should shout out your mom's uh, handle then if she's some sort of Instagram influencer. Actually, I got to eat my words. Cruzan is not nice. It is dirt cheap. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so there you go. Noah, not the person to make high end rum. Apparently. Doesn't even know what's above Captain Morgan. Nope, I have no idea. Keel and Vodka, I can speak to. All right. <laughs> so, speaking of HR, let's meet jo- Joanna? Uh, okay. Johanna? Johanna, okay. We'll go with Johanna. Uh, she also in a long-distance relationship, but only three hours away, so I assume that's in Miami. Uh, she is a grandmother. So there's a couple jokes about her being a grandmother in the show. Glamma. Glamma. That's a good one. Do you think that's her real name? Like, instead of going by grandma, she's Glamma? I don't know. Could be. Um, I, I mean, I, I do got to say, it's shocking. She looks like she's in her 20s herself. Um, and she has a 22-year-old kid. Like, she looks so young. Yeah. I mean, she probably had that kid. Real young. I mean, you could look in the inner corner and see how old she is, but until you do, we're just going to assume she's not really young. 
bef- she so the, I guess in the show they had Joanna, Tennille, Joanna, Tennille and Cheryl like together at this restaurant where they were ordering stuff. Um, it was I thought it was kind of weird. Nothing really happened there. Just kind of intro everyone. If you didn't intro the people there, I think that conversation would have been real boring. I think they were setting the stage for the wardrobe conversation at the party later. They were setting the dress code. Uh, I mean, that's a good time to talk about how Tennille wore the ugly dress at this party. And everyone else looked, some of those, most of them looked like they could walked right into the club floor. Like they weren't like slutty club dressing, but she was wearing, Frank, can you describe this dress? I mean, fairly like close to like the knee. Like they were, they were not bad at all. Like it was just, I also knew that one of the first things that Sherelle mentioned was that like this, like this party that they're hosting is not going to be a dating event. So she was like, Colony, I'm looking at you. Don't go after everybody. But it was a dating event. Like, it's hot women. Some of them are single. Like, what, what do you think's going to happen? I mean, it's going to happen. It's just. I mean, you got to be flirting. You're selling this house. You got to right. be flirting. That's, a, like, that's exactly flirting, right. It's a flirting event. Like, it's going to help the sale. But, like, yeah, I guess they just have a rep or something. I don't know. I mean, they're trying to get some sort of rep, I guess. By professional rep. A good, like, it's going to be good for the business. Yeah. So, Joanna is uh, 41. Um, oh. She's doing great. She looks literally in, like, her late 20s. Uh, yeah. Crushing it. <laughs> so, not, like, depressingly young to have a kid. No. No. So, that bad as well. So, you know, look it up. Uh, let's meet our last person we meet in the show. We meet Rena. She, we meet her trying to sell a $1.1 million house, uh, four bedroom, four bath, 4,000 square foot. Uh, I think it was on a lake, they said. It was like, um, a little like side lake thing. It looked like maybe a man lake, man made lake. Um, so it was also an interesting contrast to like the $69 million homes, which are like seemingly on like the ocean potentially, um, or like a big bay. And this was like more of like, Upscale suburbia. The six point five million dollar home I wrote down was on the lake. Mm. Okay, uh, but the eight point five million it didn't specify. It just said waterfront. Yeah, I assume waterfront means like on the ocean, but I don't really know where Tampa is in relation to said ocean. It's it's the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, I know it's on closer to the western front. I just wasn't sure if it was on the ocean or not. No. Um, yeah, but like I, I think for the big big home, they showed like a big boat going by, so I feel like that has to be the main body of water. They're not getting that big boat like a little lake. I mean, so we all live in Seattle, and a one point one million dollar house like doesn't buy you a whole lot in Seattle at the moment. So this house looks amazing for one point one million. Yeah, it looks quite nice. Um, yeah, I think the one thing we don't know is like she said it's a very desirable neighborhood. It's like North Tampa. Um, I mean, you're in suburbia here for sure. You're in suburbia hell. Uh, I'm sure the traffic in Florida is terrible. Uh, so you're, you're you're signing up for that. 
but it's sold in cash in the episode. Um, so who knows who bought it? I doubt it was the client Alba that came by. She was probably the only one that signed her a release to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sign me up. Other than I don't want to live in suburbia. So, so they ah. keep saying they're a luxury real estate firm. What does luxury mean? How low? Because 1.1 mil was a nice house. What do you think their lowest is? I think... Uh, I can tell you. Okay, go ahead. Um, this is basically as low as they go. Um, at least for houses they are selling. I don't know if for the buyers they re- represent you know, where, how old they go. But on their website, you can scroll through all the houses that they have listed. Um, the, it goes to the low millions, but not below there. Which is frustrating because they have a search filter to look through all their listings on their website. Uh, it starts at 300k and it goes to 100 million, um, which is just absurd for relative <laughs> sliding. The second thing, no matter what you search for, it crashes the search results page on their website, uh, which is also just clown town. But that's anyway, I digress. It's about <laughs> default uh, deep into the corner. I imagine that it's some default software real estate website stuff it's not no 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 they have some custom site it this is not uh some template there what was that what was that marketing guy you said it's probably his doing yeah (laughs) it definitely seems like it like it's a absurd it's an absurd site for a real estate agent it's a very fine site for celebrities all right uh, the last minutiae I'd like to bring up before we go to questions is we have Rena. She, so there's this photo at this stupid party and no one gives a fuck about this, but they have Rena's not in it. And there's at least five minutes of this fucking show about how Rena's not in the photo. Rena's upset. Rena was on time. Sherelle was late. Oh my God. And we got to talk to all our like, football ex-football players about how i'm not in the photo and i'm not in the photo and i'm talking about it and i still hate it and i've been talking about it too long okay but i think that there's a little bit of legitimacy to that part of the thing is that they're showing off like the girls are showing off the or the women are showing off the business and that's like everybody there has to be represented it's a big moment for them so like not having like, like the right photo is a little bit of a problem they didn't need to spend five minutes on it, but they also could have just like shown it in that meeting and like, hey, here's this photo we're going to show. It's like, that's solved in five seconds. I didn't get why the photo was there to begin with. I don't think it added anything to the party. Drama. <laughs> yeah. That's this true. is all staged. This is all completely staged. They threw a party to sell this home and they turned it into this like, ad, like this anniversary celebration. And what even makes it more absurd is they have all these photos they've been taking for the show. So this is the producers literally just saying, look, here's how we're going to ham it up, um, which is a little annoying, but that's what we get. Yeah, see, that's my fear for the rest of this season is that 
there might not be enough drama, so they keep creating this fake drama. So I feel like selling Sunset had legit drama. Like there are a lot of things fake about it, but it feels like the drama there is much more real. You remind me what the drama was for selling Sunset. I blocked that content permanently out of my my mind. Oh, so there's so much there. Well, they all used well, multiple of them used to date the owner. So then one of them is like the favorite and then they just talk like trash. I mean, lots of gossip, spreading rumors. There's- I wonder because they're in LA, they're just better actors. Um, like it, it's funny. So I'm looking at all their instances today and like, they're all like are going crazy, right? Cause today's the release of the shows or the stories, like 50 stories, right? Uh, but they had they partied last night with the Selling Sunset crew, so they oh. showed them in group photos and celebrating it. So I mean, my take on this this is literally carbon copy. Um, they're just better actors. I could be because Selling Sunset had legit, like at least one or two of them were actresses. Well, the one of them was like from that soap opera, right? Uh, yeah, got her name. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. From, from what I remember of Selling Sunset, which I watched in an episode, the drama was about on par, bro. I don't think that there was a... There was, my big issue was, like, I feel like all this is fake. And I didn't really get that from the show, so I feel like the drama might be better. Even though it is still, like, a lot of it was fake. But the whole show wasn't about the drama. It was like, this last bit was really about the drama, a lot of the other part was just like, hey, we're hanging out. We're like and drinking and we're like set talking about this party, throw shade. That's great. But this like, am I supposed to be in this photo or not? Is terrible. It was so bad. I thought the show was fine up until that point. And I was like, nope, thank God this thing's over. Well, the thing is like all the drama, like all the, the segments where they're just hanging out are still segments that they're injecting, like, the storyline of the drama. Oh, don't wear the wrong outfits. Oh, like... Just no, why? you're right. They, they are teeing up, like, some of this, but that's still not talking about this stupid picture. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. All right, let's get the questions. Oh, no, no, no. There's, uh, there's a thing about the party. So, we have a former... Maybe off-season Steeler player. More credence. This was shot in the spring, off-season. Just saying. Um, a, a Steeler player, a Bengal, and uh, supposedly a buck. A tent had a big buck in the air. Um, it's a, one thing I find very strange. They just decide to like, hang around at this party for a minute. Like When they go to like this big anniversary speech, they're there. And they're in the little corner, like h- hugging each other. Like right in the background, you see them just like chilling around there. I- I'm very confused, like what these guys are like doing there. Like, what's happening? Uh, I'm gonna tell you what's happening. Is that they're invited to this free party, and they're just hanging out, drinking free booze, hanging out with these hot ladies. They NFL players cannot afford an 8.5 million dollar house unless they are like the top. Three percent of the NFL, especially yeah. like an ex player, there's yeah. no way he can afford eight point five million dollars unless well, he's like Shaq and he does like a ton of investments. 
it didn't even look like any of them were in the market. Like they were trying to convince them that they have the money to buy this kind of house. Like they didn't even seem remotely interested in the house. No. Um, they were more interested in this drama about this fucking picture. Or the ladies. They were there. They're, like, in, the fair, that's what, they're in there for the ladies. I can buy the lady argument. Uh, they're all very attractive, right? And so, like, they're attractive, they're successful. Like, why not? Um, but, like, you, do, do you need to be on TV for that? Or do you think, like, the lady is trying to, like, hey, you know, instead of this date, why don't you come on my, my new Netflix show? Do me a favor. Maybe we can go hang out. Or maybe Netflix arranged the whole thing. Did they get the yeah. players there? They might be paid oh, to be there, for all we know. Oh. They're not there to buy the house, 100%. Yeah. Not a lot of people can afford an 8.5 million house. Let's be clear. Can we talk about the old creepy man that was there that was like, I didn't get a tour of the house? Dr. G. Yeah. What, like, what was he doing there? Flirting with the women. Very creepy. Very. What creepy. do you think he was doing there, Christina? But like, how did they let him in? Like, aren't we talking gated like properties, communities? We're talking about you're trying to sell an eight point five million dollar house, and a lot of people that can afford that are creepy old white men. Mm-hmm. So that's your clientele. Did you notice that two women went to go show the <laughs> on the tour though? Not one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to have that safety person. Yeah, I'm trying to find a Dr. G in Tampa. There is, funnily enough, a Dr. G. He's a podiatrist or or, orthopedic surgeon, a different guy. The the problem is, like, Dr. G G could just be any doctor whose last name begins with G. Like, they're just hiding their identity. Could be. I wonder if I search Dr. G Tampa creepy. No, I hear. I didn't want to level up your. I was going to say, he probably lost his uh, license. Like, he's probably no longer a doctor because <laughs> he's so creepy. <laughs> so, one, like, you can continue to search for Dr. G Selling Sunset. You could also take a screenshot of the Netflix thing and try to do some reverse image searching and see if there's any photos and dive from there. Oh, man. Uh, is this going to be a three-hour podcast? All right. Oh. Let, we got to move to questions here. I'm going to abbreviate some of these questions, too. So, Christina, if you're not aware, we do a series of questions that we do stock for each episode. So uh, you'll get them. Uh, who's the worst human being in this episode? Is uh, Dr. G? <laughs> no, it's close. Uh, I mean, I don't... Uh, I have maybe. No one's really bad. Like, the producers of the show know exactly what they're putting on. Like, the actors... Or like people on the show exactly they're not necessarily doing anything bad. I mean, maybe Sherelle for not going home when her parents' house burned down. That, that's know. that's a good contender. I, I like that one. Uh, I think we're just gonna s- slam Doctor G right now. Yeah, Doctor G is really. Yeah. Uh, so do you think this is an apex downgrade for Sherelle? Uh, like in terms of TV, this is obviously her apex. She's not in anything else. Mm. But if you're selling six million dollar ho- homes and you're in the military for ten years, yeah, like I mean, is being I, TV I think your it, apex. It's apex for entertainment. Oh, 100 percent. 
There's no question. Yeah. Also, Apex for life in general. Like, hey, you you own your business and a TV show. Yeah. It seems like she's just, like, doing well across the board. Like, she did her 10 years in military. She's dating a somewhat famous NFL player. Somewhat. He's, like, I, one of the most famous NFL players. He's, like, the only person I follow on Twitter, and it's amazing. I think for our generation, he's very well known, um, but he doesn't play anymore, you know. So it's like that's why. I'm, yeah, I, sure. Like if you didn't know him five years ago, you won't know him today, right? Exactly. But he's he's one of the more famous players for not for being great at the NFL, but just being a character, which is hard to do in the NFL. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she just seemed to be doing good. All right, uh, let's talk about who's gonna hook up next. Mm. Do you think it's gonna be Colony or and uh, Sophie? And I Sophie. put it on and Sophie. Brian, what's your vote here? I'm just going with uh, Colony. I uh, yeah, like you got to take one bet for me. One bet. Is he gonna? Is she gonna hook up with Cho? No, I think Cho's got done. No Cho's way. Off that, the show. That's the thing. I, I can't say like who they're gonna hook up with because it's just gonna be like client, random client, random fake client. Yeah, and that's this is also probably gonna be fake hookup. Huh? Can Sherelle hook up with Chad Ochocinco? Because I think that's gonna be. My I mean, is hooking up just like not getting with somebody random? I don't know. I feel like Chad's going to be on the show sooner than later. I hope so. He's been tweeting a lot about it. He's probably a producer. Uh, no, what's your vote? Mm, I'm going to go with just don't know yet. Like, they haven't been introduced. That's just in... It's not how this works, though. Hmm. Well, in that case, um, I'm going to take a little bit of a... I don't want to call this sexist, but... Maybe it is. Um, obviously, if I'm thinking it, it probably is. But anyway, uh, Colony and uh, Anne Sophie, uh, I think they probably get a little... You think they're going to hook up with each other? Yeah. <laughs> a little. little, little. The, the nieces. <laughs> the nieces. They're going to be a little... They're going to be kissing nieces now. Just a little, little. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tweet at them and you saying that. They're going <laughs> to... They're gonna get next. Just a little, little though. Like I'm not talking about like oh, overboard. Just you know, a little, a little. little. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do drinking rules. Let's do it. Um, I, I think I've got a good one. Every house they show, drink for every million dollars the house is worth. So that is- they, show, they show eight million dollar house. You drink eight. You eight drinks. Jesus, that's like for a beer. That would just be the entire beer. That's that. Uh, you choose what eight is for it. Like I think back in the day, like forty-two was like a full beer or something. So like th- that would be where I would put it. But you know, if you yeah. think eight is a full beer, you're gonna have a hard time. Yeah, hundred percent. Brian, what's your drink? Every time there's shade thrown. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go. Noah? 
Uh, every time they mention a zodiac sign, take a shot. I didn't notice that. Take That's a shot. Oh, that can go by real quick. Once, um, that uh, and 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 Sophie that because she's a Libra, um, she has certain kinds of emotions. Um, I'm going to say that we're going to hear a bit more of that as the season goes on. So uh, go buy that bottle of Captain Morgan and buckle up. Uh, Christina, do you have a drinking wall? I do. Every time someone takes a glass of champagne from the champagne wall, you got to take a drink. I was going to, I'll add on to that. Any Anytime they get a drink, you take a drink. I think there's going to be quite a bit of drinking going on in the show. So um, that's good. I'll, I'll throw another one on the top. This is all about money. Uh, anytime they talk about spending money on something ludicrous, like a vacation, uh, take many drinks. Just just drink for however many you think that, that how ludicrous that thing is. Because uh, that was that's unreal. All right. Uh, let's... Every time you see a Mercedes Benz, take a small sip. Because you're going to be taking lots of sips. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. Uh, anyone else? Before we move on? All right. Before we get into ratings, let's do one more question. Let's do what we love about this show. Because I think that this is going to be needed for a show like this. Hmm. Christina, tell me what you love about this show. I love seeing the fancy houses. Solid. Solid. Brian, yeah. what do you love about this show? I love the pure enjoyment from the sassiness. Noah, what do you love about the show? Those both are pretty good. Um, I'm gonna. I like learning a little bit about Tampa. I don't really know anything about Tampa except they got light lightning and some pirates, so it's good. And Tom Cruise has a house there. I thought um, that was the most random fact that they said. The way they talked about like we're a real city, we have all, all, all professional sports. I was like, what? It was such a weird way and trying to justify. This little city is like not a little city. And the celebrities they chose to say that had houses there, it's like Tom Cruise, no one cares. Derek Jeter, like he hasn't played baseball in how many years? And then Tom Brady, which to be obviously, fair. He will, obviously, they're going to mention he, him. Well, obviously, he needs to have a house there. Right. But anyway, uh, what I loved about the show is that it was moving a lot of the time. And I think the tone of the show was pretty good. It was like funny, but not like too serious. They kind of like played it well. I I think it was a well produced show, as we've seen many Netflix shows, not well produced. So I'll give Netflix tip my hat when they produce a show, and that's it. Let's do our final question. We do ratings. We do a stack ranking system: top, middle, bottom, third. People stack rank in their stack. Follow us on Twitter to give us your own votes at Hoop of the Song. Brian, what's your rating? I had to go bottom of the top. This moved enough that I was not bored, and I'm probably just going to keep this as a background show now. I'm going to dip in at this. Ooh. Noah, what do you have? Uh, I'm going middle, bottom of the middle. Um, despite having the uh, appearance that I really like selling Sunset, um, I think Selling Sunset is okay. Uh, the first season I found interesting, and then I couldn't, I barely could finish episode one of season two. And I think this picks up more so on the later seasons of Selling Sunset, which makes sense. It's a successful show. 
Um, yeah, I think the show's fine. Like, it's, it's fine to have in the background. What I really liked about Selling Sunset, the original, is that you really got that insight of this L.A. real estate to a degree. Uh, and so more shows like that, I would enjoy it a lot more. But obviously, as Netflix has found, it's better to do true reality hand-up TV uh, with real estate as a means to get there. And so for that reason, middle bottom of the middle. Christina, what is your rating? I think I'd go with top of the middle. Um, I think I'm comparing it to Selling Sunset one episode in. I agree. I just don't. I'm not sure I'm buying it as much as I bought Selling Sunset. And I, I'm afraid it's just going to be too fake. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to watch the season, see how it goes. But not overly optimistic. So selling sunset top at the top, like we were like, what's your selling sunset? Mm, I would say mid top. So that show is better than the show because you believe Absolutely. that show more than this. Are the women hotter there? Like, like what is the- no? I think I think Noah hit on it earlier. I think they're better actresses at least so far. Um, and I don't know. I believe that they're actually selling houses more, which may not be true, but they made me think that so far. With the stuff there, maybe they just get better actors as clients because they're in LA. Yeah, the whole thing could just be better produced in LA. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, as I discussed earlier, uh, I thought this was going to be a military show because I thought it was moving. And then we got the photo of Doom. And I ended that show. I was like, thank God this is over. So it's got to be a bummer thing. I just I can't do it. I It just, I don't know. It broke me. broke me. Uh, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, I, I do think it's like top. I put it at the top of the bottom, even though I don't usually do that. Uh, but uh, that's that's where this one lays. Uh, Brian, do you have any shout outs this week? This week, uh, I did watch another episode of Love Never Lies. That was good. I wouldn't change my rating either way, but it's an interesting show. Remind me of what your rating was. <sighs> I think it was a middle show, but I don't remember exactly where in the middle. Uh, uh, Noah, what are your, what's your shout out this week? Yeah, uh, so, uh, a pod not favorite, but I thought it was decent. Uh, Blown Away, they have a holiday special. Uh, so I've been watching that, and it's enjoyable. Um, I, I would recommend it, so I'm going to give that a little bit of a shout-out. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to our old favorite, Shark Tank. Um, catch it on Hulu. They just did their Christmas special. Um, it was not that good, the Christmas special. But, you know, it's Shark Tank. And lastly, I want to give a um, wag of the finger, you know, bring back some uh, Stephen Colbert to uh, Mayor of Kingstown. So I have my free trial of Paramount Plus right now. Um, and Jeremy Renner does this uh, show called Mayor of Kingstown on there. Um, man, I really tried to like this. I really tried. It's it, it's it's not good. It's just not good. Okay. Well, there, there you have it. Uh, Christina, do you have a shout out? No, I got nothing. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, all right. Uh, I got a couple shout outs. Uh, saw a couple movies this week. Saw A Big Christmas. Uh, very meh movie. I can't really recommend it. It's, if you like a Christmas story, you might like it. It's very much a Christmas story, but set during Christmas story time, but filmed today. Very weird. I, I don't understand why you made this movie. Uh, anyway, it like has like jingle all the way if you were the kid, and it just like I don't know, didn't work for me. Uh, I saw West Side Story this week. Uh, movie was filmed beautifully. It's a beautiful movie, but it's still like West Side Story as like a story just just doesn't fit in 2021, and it was a little long. So it's like, you know, if you really like musicals and you really like West Side Story, uh, go for it. Because I think it's filmed beautifully. But other than that, um, I, I, I'd probably also say skip it. Uh, but I do have a recommendation, Arcane on Netflix. Very, very good fantasy uh, animated show. Highly recommended. Very good world building. Very interesting story. Uh, so go watch Arcane. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter and tell us what you thought about selling Tampa on or at Hoopa This On. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Hoopa This On. You can ask questions and suggestions at Hoopa This On at gmail.com. And you can watch us on TikTok. Uh, please follow us on TikTok. We're we're a week behind, but we'll get there. We'll, we're getting some TikToks out there. You get to see what Chris looks like. It's true. You get to see uh, my face in all the glory that you can... Uh, it imposes is on the How much about a sing? We're interested to know. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bippity boppity boo.